All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we talk about classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer Steve Allman. And today we are taking a look at Andy Muschietti's It Chapter 2, which just released in theaters. Yes, the big, 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 big follow-up to the 2017 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. smash hit uh, adaptation of It. Uh, it kind of set the world on fire for being... Uh, a faithful and fun and very enjoyable adaptation of uh, Stephen King's source material. And now we have the follow-up sequel uh, to much contention and probably uh, one of the more dichotomous <laughs> uh, sequels it's, to a, uh, it's a divisive. horror franchise that it's, in it's recent divi- memory. It, it, it's divisive, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's extremely divisive. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of issues I have with this movie. Right. And it's I I can see where people uh, are kind of weighing in on their problems with it, and uh, it's an interesting debate that I think that is kind of able to be had about like, all right, can there be a, is this really a movie problem? Is the source material kind of doomed from the start once we kind of get into certain areas, or you know what can what can be done here? I, uh, I I'm interested to talk about this and to get yeah. your initial thoughts. It, there there's so many things going wrong with this movie there are things going right with this film let me let me say that yes. too i there's not this is not just going to be bashing on the film let me get let me get some of the wrong stuff out of the way and explain sure. why i think it went wrong first off this movie is not a horror film it's a it's a comedy drama that's that's what I, it is I... <laughs> to me there's not one scary thing about this movie there's a couple of moments that are that feel like it's going to go there but everything is mm-hmm. jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. And I thought to myself, why is everything a jump scare? And then I looked at the writer. It's Gary Doberman. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Doberman, whatever. And, and people will say, but he wrote the first one as well. Mm, he did. But Chase Palmer and Kerry Fukunaga did the original draft of it. And they kept a lot Very of true. that in there. So you had something, a really good framework to work with. In this case... Uh, Gary, who has directed such amazing, or has written such amazing films as Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, and Annabelle Comes Home, which he directed Annabelle Comes Home, right. which should have just been called Jump Scare the Movie, because that's what it was. <laughs> it was Jump Scare now, the and Movie. T- and to it, Chapter One's uh, sort of, not defense, but I mean, to, to advocate for that, uh, there were certain, there were, it had its fair share of jump scares as well. Yeah. Uh, in in the pre- in its predecessor, and uh, but this was absurd, I, I man. This was absurd. It, it was. It this was a, uh, a, a, I think, a best described as imbalanced. Yeah. Uh, second second movie in this franchise. I uh, again, there there's a lot of missteps that add up to a overlong type of movie that, like, it's so... I'm fighting... I fought with this movie so much yep. because there there really, really, really is a lot good going for it. The character development... Like, there are. Some of the character development is good. Some of it. Not all of it. Is good. 
a I, cast. Yeah, pretty much a ten out of ten. Uh, uh, like yeah, yeah. I would say uh, I would say the, I would say the cast is pretty solid for the most part. Yes, Bill Hader in particular bodies this. He's incredible. That, like, yeah, that seems to I, be that seems to be like the the number one thing everyone is saying is that Bill Hader is great in this, and I think Bill Hader is great in this. I would say so, but at the same time, it's like great. You have you have a couple of good performances, and then it's all hampered down by ineffective scares, atrocious CGI. I mean, absolutely ridiculous CGI, and. The fact that this movie is a comedy, everything is done for laughs, everything is played for laughs. That scene with the leper, I mean, are you kidding? Uh, yeah. When Eddie and, and all of a sudden it's a, it's Angel a... of the Morning starts playing as it vomits stuff on him as a hard cut. Right. Just for like three seconds and then just stops. I I legitimately thought that that was a like that mm-hmm. there was like the wrong soundtrack playing or something. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And it just and that that did it for me. I was like, cool. We anything that made this a horror movie is now gone. It is definitely not that. Yeah, and it, it's so again. I, I I keep trying to think that like I don't know if this is actually being done on purpose or if they are they just missing the mark almost at every turn. Uh, with with its effectiveness for its scares or for its tension, because I, I think a lot of the lore that gets caught up in chapter two of this movie is kind of what's killing it, because the source material of it notoriously kind of laden with over-explaining world-building, Stephen King at his most dense and like unnecessary... Oh yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's so much made, going on. Yeah, what made like both the movie and kind of the story of it in the first movie so simple is because it was so simple. Yeah, uh, it, it's because it wasn't bogged down with either lore or over explanation or the fact that they were adults that now have to fight a thing that feeds specifically on children, and it, it's I, I I felt like it was kind of. It kind of had to be that messy yeah. in a weird way. Like, th- there's no way that that could have been as effective coming in because I knew how, how simple it was. They didn't need to go find their tokens for a ritual that didn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there was, but, there but was that whole... But that being said, I'm like, like that's the that, that's what happens. Yeah, but, it, but the... it, was, it was to fill jump scares in this. That's all it was. Because every exactly. single time, and w- I realized once, I'm like, oh my god, we're going to follow every single one of single them. Single kid. To yeah, find every their tokens, one. this movie just became really tedious. This movie became very cut and paste. You know where it's going next. And then it just, all of it just felt messy and sloppy, but not in a good way and too much thrown in, but not enough explained. Why do you have Patrick coming? I mean, you have Patrick coming back as the zombified version of himself for barely any time whatsoever. You see him maybe right, which, right in the beginning. Again, it... It look. I I will say to its credit that does look awesome. That reveal was super cool. I thought that was great. I thought that moment was awesome. I thought that the Bowers scene, like when when he was being broken out of, or uh, when he got out of uh, the psych ward, I was like, man, awesome. This is gonna go somewhere. And you know, I read the book. I know where it goes from there. But it just felt truncated. Like you are introduced to him. You see him once with that scene, which. Man, they played that up. That was one of the first moments where you realize this movie is a comedy is when he stabs Eddie through the cheek. And Eddie's like right. talking to him still with this thing in his cheek, but then pulls the knife out 
and is just as he's leaving then pops back in to say like cut your fucking mullet yeah it's it again like it's it's scene balanced like that it, it again it feels wildly imbalanced yes because of that because i'm like what are we doing here i'm like is this going to be scary and tense because he did just get stabbed in the cheek in a really gnarly way and then you're making jokes now well and then you and have the cw love story that's thrown in there i oh man i mean come uh, on man that was like that that comes straight from i mean literally i thought i was watching like a, a cw show or something i and here's here's what i'm saying uh Muschietti, like he's very talented mm-hmm. in designing set pieces uh I, I think conceptually, almost all of those sort of either token scenes or stuff like that, like those work on some basic level. I, I really am kind of now upset that we got Jessica Chastain's in a long preview early because that was clearly like one of the best ones. Uh, up until the reveal, I, yeah. that Everything up until that final reveal of that weird cartoonish Goosebumps monster... It looks like a Tim Burton kind of a thing. Like, I don't, like, huh? And everything moves too quickly. Everything moves too quickly and smoothly and janky. You get, you know, an homage to the thing, but it just felt cheap and all CG. And even if that was a prop head, they overlaid it with so many CG effects with the, you know... Um, right. With the legs coming I, I out think conceptually just, cool with the, with the legs coming out of like that eyeball that was a cool effect yeah. like it, it's again I, I had to kind of go back and rewatch the first it and realize just how different these movies are mm-hmm. from one another because it's again like it, it's really kind of buying its own bullshit come chapter two and it, yeah it's so overly glossy they doubled the budget right so you, you double the budget you get rid of the grit which they did right away it became high gloss. It became oh, we have to de-age the kids now. So you guys didn't think which maybe, I like why wouldn't why not film all those scenes when you're filming the first time around or why not immediately just start filming when the first one is doing well immediately. I don't know, and that was that. Then we get into the weird bureaucracy of like what were they thinking? Only filming the first one was like okay, is this just kind of like are we going out on a limb with the studio for? Tra- for part one, if it does well, then we do a two. Or is it like, all right, well, we don't really have that kind of plan for chapter two, only for that reveal at the end of the first one. How stupid uh, would it, it to be to adapt half a book and then stop? Exactly. Like, Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it, to be fair, if they had only stopped at chapter one, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't really be complaining. <laughs> I wouldn't be. You know what? Uh, I would actually be, they, after seeing chapter two, they should have stopped at chapter one. But now that's they're the talking thing, about the only doing re- chapter three. And I'm like, dude, there's no chapter three. At that point, you're making up some bullshit. I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, but like, that's the thing. It's, say there wasn't that like chapter one reveal yeah. at the end of part one that would have been a perfectly serviceable movie Mm -hmm. and if a sequel came along great if not we got a great it movie yeah Uh, again it's it's imbalanced with spots of brilliance yep and every once in a while i i it just takes me out of it and that's i think the worst part because yeah, yeah. It, it it seems to forget what it was the first time around well you have a you have a pretty Uh, solid opening scene and this is where I thought it was going to delve more into the history of the town and how the town was very bigoted and how the town had mm-hmm. its own personal demons and how the town 
would just turn a blind eye to all the stuff that was going on. And it didn't really focus yeah. on the town. In the beginning, you see these kids, and I'm like, all right, cool. They're going to focus more on the town and everything that's been going on in there since. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not not really at all. They do that opening scene. Because that's the... You have yeah, the... The hook of the... Yeah. Because that, that's the thing. The hook of the, the plot line with the adults is it's not the getting of the tokens. It's the mystery of Derry as to why... Nobody who leaves here can really fully remember what it was like to grow up here. Right. And how this is kind of like a weird void of a town where nobody really is mm-hmm. like acknowledging what's happening. Like, not that it's like, like, it's kind of like everyone's just a little crazy and everybody's just a little bit out there. But they're not doing and that in this film. They just, it, it, it yeah. seemed very. All of that is glossed over. You see these kids who mm-hmm. seem like normal kids who end up just getting killed. And the fact that I will say the one scene that was done pretty well, and I really liked the way Bill Sarsgaard did Pennywise, was when he's trying to lure that girl who has the birthday. Oh, again, he, Sarsgaard is so good as Pennywise. He's, he's genuinely great. In that moment, and I think he was, but every time they had him in daylight moving around and, like, when he's going after Richie, and then you mm-hmm. see when he went after Richie previously with the Paul Bunyan thing. Dude, I, in the book, I love the That Paul, Paul Bunyan thing. I, in the, in the, oh book, man, in the that, book, it's great. In the book, it's awesome. It's weird. It's strange. It was not, it, it didn't even, there's no weight to it. You see him cutting through the ground and you're like, oh, CG, dirt smoke, and... You know, because it's dust, this dust coming up, and I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, CG yeah. dust to block the fact that nothing. A, was at really that point, away. I would like. At that point, I would have actually accepted like some sort of like retcon or like change the thing that's chasing him because that just looked that act that genuinely was like, okay, this looks bad. Well, there's so much uh, that, between that and then you know when you have the doors of very scary, not scary at all. You have the Pomeranian, and then it turns into a Goosebumps monster CG mess yeah pennywise the spider which like no not even the spider it's get, the, with the dog when it with the, the little oh, dog yeah, that the turns dog. into the other yeah, dog right and it's this weird cg monstrosity it's like they weren't even this is where it felt more like a comedy to me and yes i get that it's pennywise messing with people but there's a macabre humor that this film doesn't seem to have the macabre humor isn't there it's not this dark vicious just kind of wow that's that's not really funny you know like that's right. just and, th- and that's the thing the but that's the type there. of humor that the that the first chapter balanced was very well like placed right it, it knew when to pick its battles to be like to jab a little joke and like to have these kids like add a little bit of levity to this sure and with this every once in a while like they make bill Hader yuck it up in front in front of uh, like just to add levity to just something that just happened that was scary well like, it's, it's bits it's uh, bits and bits and bits and bits yeah. like the the whole scene when the chinese restaurant that mm-hmm. scene that actually that's that scene started pissing me off too because when the fortune cookies first jump off the table and you see them move you're like all right none of those are real that is all cg there's no weight or anything to any of those they just kind of whatever then when they start opening up and you see part of it i'm like oh it it looks good if you were to freeze frame it the second those things are moving it all just looks like bad cg just being thrown everywhere and the reactions are a little weird to it they're not as strong as you think the reactions people would be having and then when they're destroying the place 
no one in the restaurant seems to be phased. They're literally bashing. Mike right. is, is bashing a chair to pieces on the table. And the woman just comes in and is just like, is everything okay? Like, not mm-hmm. a, and we're going to be charging you for this. And you never see them paying for damages or anything like that. It just or seems please, like everything or, is Or, chill. like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. And uh, everything was just okay. Ha, ha, ha. Look at this joke and which, this weird... But again, like, ugh. due to the nature of dairy, this could be a thing that's explained. Or at least, like, people they, could be they, acting, yeah. like, more noticeably weird around it. Like, that's not a big a deal or something like that. But instead, they're the only ones that are acting crazy in this crazy town, if that right. makes any sense. They're the only ones that are, like, seemingly knowing that nothing is going wrong and everything else is right. And a better movie would know to tell the audience that, to let them in on the mystery. Yeah. Uh, because it's, again, it's too it's too focused on trying to do what the first one did, but while also just turning everything up for more because it's so long yeah. and so bought into the hit that it, like I could tell that this is kind of basking in the first movie's own importance a little bit. Well, yeah, you have the D de- and oh, and then the de-aging of the kids when they do the flashbacks was I it was it was rough that, when that had to have been hard that like I I, but that, I don't here, mm, mm, this is this is where I have a massive issue with it why even mm-hmm. have the kids in the flashbacks they actually didn't need to be in they didn't need to have flashbacks in this because we've seen the first right. movie we know okay they all we left know they were friends thing. we know that they're friends and when they like, all we split, get it yeah when they all split up oh they had all these weird things happen during that time okay but not we, necessary we, we know we not know, necessary we know they lived like I didn't need to watch, yeah. um, I didn't need to watch Ben get know, terrorized again. <laughs> get terrorized by you know fake Beverly and then hide in a locker that I thought the poster was going to come alive because it showed this like poster in the oh, weird yeah. eyes I... and then it turns mm-hmm. out you know the camera pans away but there's this open space it goes back it goes away again I'm like oh Jesus Pennywise is going to be there and he appears there everything's a stupid jump scare of course and then he can but, get and, out and he... oh it's just I f- I, and that's the weird thing. I feel like those were scrapped sequences from the first one because each one of them could have fit as a replacement for the for every kid's own terrorizing scene in the first movie. Right. Because we've already had this. We've already seen these scenes. This is the same before. this is the same movie. We're watching the same movie again just with older actors in it and then we get to see the young kids on occasion when they do their flashback stuff. It's the same movie. It follows pretty much the same beats. There's it's Which, an- and they kill Pennywise in the ex- pretty much the exact same way, except not nearly yeah. as cool. Uh-huh. And and this and this is where I start to think like, uh, all right, how, what can we lay at like the source material's feet, and what can we lay at like this movie's feet? Because I, I none no adaptation that I know of, even the source material, uh, seems to handle like the adult plot line that great okay because we know that pennywise feeds on kids i get that like the stakes are like okay adults needing to find this thing that only preys on kids so we have to either watch kids get killed or think about the time that they were terrorized before right which feels sloppy feels like a thing that doesn't need to happen see this is where you can change it up though they're now yeah. coming back to town to stop it. It is going after other children. But now you're following the adults trying to rescue these kids from getting killed. The part where James McAvoy is in the 
house of you know the haunted house thing and the and the mm-hmm. uh, mirror maze that was kind of cool and you see the kid in there and he can't get away as he's trying to bash yeah, through the glass great sequence. and pennywise is hitting his head there there are stakes there you don't know mm-hmm. if that kid Absolutely. could get out of there you think well maybe he can get him maybe he can get him you know if you've seen the miniseries that only stan and eddie are the two of the original losers club who actually perish so when when you're going through you already know that all these other people are going to make it you already know so why have these flashbacks where you know they're going to go and make it through there focus solely on the story of they need to save these other kids and prevent this from happening again that there there's so much you can go with on that they don't have to pick up these tokens and go through their whole thing again because you don't have to put that part of the book in there. They didn't put the space turtle in, okay? They should have just done that. Have have it go through a weird, the weird part of the ritual because it was a very strange thing. It was literally them saying weird stuff to each other and their mm-hmm. tongues would like wrap around in this weird... How the hell are you going to film that, right? Yeah, but you mm-hmm. have I mean, you it, have options though. You're given a thousand ways. pages of options to work with. I and to be and to be fair, I genuinely liked that info dump that Mike was giving to James McAvoy about uh, like I talked to the shaman and yeah. he showed me where it came from. I'm like, this is cool. Like mm-hmm. this is a great sequence about kind of delving into you know the actual weird origins of this thing. Right, and instead. It's like immediately after that, we're like, all right, missions. And yep. we're like, no, th- there can be more to like be explained. This is there's more so of a much, There's so much more to explain, and there's so much more that they could do. It's basically, how do you keep these kids in Derry alive? And how do mm-hmm. you stop it before it's too late? And exactly. then it haunts them for another however many years. Uh, or not haunts them, but who knows what what effect it will have on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is where they had so many opportunities to take it further, but having them separate and each go on their journey hurt this film. Yes. They've been it, separated it, for 27 was... years. Now they're together. Why separate them again? That is just yeah, stupid. Yeah, why split up now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I So I think, and that kind of brings me to like my biggest complaint about uh, this is that the movie focuses on the wrong things for too long. Oh yeah, because whenever it does feel on track, it's still hitting. I still love it. Like I still am invested when we're doing character development, when we're having mm-hmm. a, a a horror sequence with stakes, like the like James McAvoy in the Funhouse, yeah. like the Jessica Chastain uh, like sequence. It's. It, I mean, I like the it Eddie instead... Ritchie. I like the Eddie Ritchie banter. I thought that was great. I, yeah, I thought it was fun. It's great. And this, in the relationship they have, I actually liked where they were going with Ritchie. I know they don't do that in the in the novel at all. No, but but that's a, that's a very nice sort of like twist on that character. Yeah. That brings it into a different dimension as to what he's dealing with when it comes to this town, and yeah. it, it's like that. That's the kind of stuff that I like. Those are the sort of personal touches that it, it, when it's not concerned about bringing the greatest hits from a movie that's only two years old, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's as if, like, a band put out one really good album and then two years later came back and was like, all right, we're doing a reunion tour. It's our greatest hits. Wait, what? We're not going to be, like, you're not gonna just going to say something different? <laughs> right. It, it's, it kind of just gave me, gave me those vibes where I'm like, okay, you're, I know you're trying to do the thing that you 
meant to do last time, but you have you still have more to do. You, well, you it, it's do... like it's like when an artist puts an album out and then puts a remix album out as their second album. I don't know, sure. like Linkin Park. You know, when all of a sudden their fir- their yeah, sure. sophomore album is a remix of album of the first one. It's like our guys, mm-hmm. like just you're like, come on. you're kind of putting a damper on that. Like just move on yeah. to something else. Put in new ideas. Go with something different. What, yeah, what Give if you got something new? totally different? If you're already gonna add the Richie stuff in there, which was the only flashback that made any sense up until it got to the uh, Paul Bunyan part. Give me something new then. Give me a whole new take on this. Give me a whole new ending. Do something daring. Do something that Stephen King would not normally do in the book for an ending. Give me something that's going to make me go, holy shit. Like, this Which is movie also weird because really I feel stands out. <laughs> Getting to the ending, actually, uh, I, I this movie weirdly called how bad this ending is going to be like early like several times well because because it's just it's stephen king is notorious for bad endings like everyone likes his film or his books but the endings are always terrible so doing the bill denborough thing of oh i like it but the endings are always bad but the endings are always bad and and it's a it's fun and they hint at it a lot and then the second i see a a spider version of pennywise not not a giant spider but a spider version of Pennywise. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> All right. And he looks, he doesn't even look, he just looks like a giant version of himself blown up in a computer. Like, it doesn't look realistic or mm-hmm. scary or anything like that. It just looks weird and goofy and green screened and not not scary at all. Not scary no. whatsoever. Yeah. And I... <sighs> Again, I, it, it, this is the type of stuff that made me want to desperately go back to the first one and be like, like I feel like this is all the same, but worse. And I don't know how it could have been worse because, again, like the ending, more or less the same from the first one, but I still felt unsatisfied. Why is that? Oh, okay, because the stakes were like, the stakes were, like drip-fed to us for an hour and a half rather than dawdled about for two and a half hours well true and you're also following the adults that's always going to be an issue all right the kids there there's nostalgia in there and there's stakes because they're going up against something that they haven't seen before when these adults are going up against this stuff they start regressing back to how they were when they were kids which i understand they're back in dairy so they're going to kind of go back to having all those memories kick in and that's just kind of how they are in that moment right right that being said I found it to be ineffective due to the fact that they still went off of the original story. The fact that they didn't change it up at all, the fact that they didn't say, all right, we're going to do something out of left field to really throw a wrench in it. I, th- I know some people would say, oh, you're, you're ruining it. You're not sticking with it. Well, look, if, if the second part is always going to be the weakest or if the adult part is always going to be the weakest, then change it up, man. Make it the best. Make it the strongest part. Like, there's a reason yeah, why Stephen it. King isn't writing the script, and you have you hired <laughs> yeah. a screenwriter. Like, that's the whole yeah. point. I mean, I, I think to kind of go out on this, it's it's so frustrating. It's so, so frustrating because, yep. again, I keep seeing moments of brilliance from this movie because this team of people that have come together to make this movie are all incredibly talented. Like, pretty much on all sides. Yeah. Uh, yeah, directing, uh, acting, kind of, kind of CG. Like you, can, like I'm not gonna even blame 
the CG team for making something that I didn't necessarily believe or like liked. I think sure. it's just more they were utilized too much. Uh, but like creatively, I think this movie has got a lot going for it. You bring up a really good point, though, with that whole CG thing. Mm-hmm. I can see it all working. The best thing that this movie had going for it was when Pennywise played to the shadows, when he played to the darkness, sure. when you weren't sure what was going to happen next, but it wasn't jump scare central. Like, you know, when he is going after the girl who has the birthmark under the bleachers, that's just a creepy moment. Because yeah, he's playing, and that's, I mean, a, he plays to a justifiably good jump scare because it's just like silence. Well, okay, so and then go. so my one of my issues though with the way that they do their little jump scare things, and I, I had an issue with it in the first film, is that it's still at the end of it is a jump. It's not just creepy moment. He moves super twitchy. It's either he doesn't move at all or does a jump twitch like a lunge, like a predator would do. And I, part of me gets that, but I hate that it's just a real quick like. Boom! Bites her head. Cut away. You know, mm-hmm. like but that, like that's the. But <sighs> to to be. But again, to bring it back to the first movie, the very first scene with Georgie, right. famous in the sewer. Like that's a slow buildup that like you know he's gonna. He's, you know he's you gonna. Know, rip you, know it's, you know you know what you know yeah you know and what's it, gonna happen and it's super messed up and super twisted. But like it's again it's it's built to a degree that you're like oh god when is it gonna happen when is it gonna happen how's it gonna happen ah uh, mm-hmm. and then it happens right. Like, that's a that's a build of tension whereas you know this like it's lesser so like we're just getting you know a kind of watered down version of all of those great things that happened from the first movie yeah it definitely felt like a studio horror film the first one felt like somehow these guys got away with making a horror oh, for sure. like a this really good horror first film one felt like a breath of fresh air that i couldn't actually believe was a as good looking as it was and as successful as it was because mm-hmm. it's it, it was unlike anything that we had seen from mainstream blockbuster horror in a long time yeah but then and, you know warner brothers does what warner brothers does mm-hmm. and it, it's again uh y- you hate to see it but like it, coming down to whether or not i would recommend this i it, <sighs> I could say only if you are real gung-ho about the first one and, like, are just down for more and don't really care about it being as satisfying as the first one, sure. Ooh, um, ooh I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, because you're saying... So I would say if you were a huge fan of the first one and thought every and really enjoyed it and thought it was scary, you were going to be disappointed with this one. If you went in and said, oh, okay, this wasn't that bad. Oh, it's kind of cool. Oh, I think it's neat. You're going to like this one because you're not going in it for scares. If you're going in it for scares, you will be so disappointed. If you're going in for something because you like certain actors or you think Pennywise is cool or whatever, sure, you're going to like this film. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. I've seen so many people online like big horror fans saying that they thought this film was perfect and they thought it was amazing and great and they loved it and they wouldn't change anything. And I'm thinking to myself, who paid you, no. who paid you to write this review? Uh, but then I'm like, Oh no, this is on like Facebook groups. No, people just like it and that's fine. Right. That's, that's fine. I, I just think it had a ton of flaws and it could right. have been better and, and it should have been better. Mm-hmm. Sure. And for as tight and as neat of a package this first one was it. The second one comes off as a uh, overblown, overlong, 
uh, kind of a mess, and yeah, yeah. with with shades of brilliance, uh, because you know when you bring in good talent, like good talent and uh, like artistic intention, can only elevate a project so much when you execute it like this. Because you, I, I'll say this: you could do a lot worse. You could do a lot, lot worse for uh, some blockbuster horror films right now. Like you had mentioned Annabelle, you had mentioned some other uh, some other films. Basically, that, take that we the take the take the writer of this film and look mm-hmm. at any of the stuff that he wrote before the first it, or no, even after. Yeah, they're not good movies. The Nun, no, no. That, that's that it's a terrible movie it's full of jump scares it's the same thing with annabelle comes home all it is is a jump scare movie that's it yeah so what did we expect what did what did new line expect and warner brothers hiring this guy they were just going to get a jump scare movie that will make a lot of money so really all they care about is mm-hmm. another cash grab they don't care about a well, good he, movie and it's like well he he worked on the last one bring him onto this carrie fukunawa doesn't want to do that so all right well we'll get we'll get the other part of that yeah, and, uh, you know oof. where you know that really mattered. Uh, so I mean, like if you're grading that on the curve, it's the best movie this guy has written. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely the best the... movie this guy's written. Um, character development was for, when it was there; it was good. Sure, and I I liked it with some of the stuff that they did with it, but I didn't mm-hmm. find Pennywise to be scary in this, except for maybe that one moment with the kid where he was creepy underneath the uh, underneath the bleachers. bleachers. Other yeah. than that, it just it it didn't really it didn't work as a horror film to me at all. Like, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could completely understand uh, where people would see that, and I, yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. Like, I couldn't wholeheartedly recommend it. Because of just how goddamn great the first one was, yeah, uh, and it's it feels like a disservice to that first one, uh, which is a, which is a bummer. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think that's what we could kind of take away, like you know, a brilliant cast, good in spots, uh, but ultimately, you know, a bit of a mess. Yep, that's that's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh. That's probably going to put us at the end for this week. Uh, yeah. What have we got to cleanse the palates uh, next week, Rob? Well, we're going to stay with clowns, you know, because if All we right. want to see if we want to see creepy clowns, I got a creepy clown for you. His name is Art the Clown. The movie Terrifier. Yeah. So I I looked this up before we started recording, and like I just I had just seen the design of this clown. I was like, oh, where does that come from? And it turns out like this is a well known uh, design because it's kind of a cult hit. This movie. Yes, it uh, is. That I had never really heard of. It is messed up. If you want twisted and dark and lots of practical effects, holy crap, lots of practical effects. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's it's solid. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're going to be doing next week. So, looking forward to it. Well, why don't you tell all of us where we can be found on the internet, Rob? Well, you can find us anywhere you download your podcast. It's Oh the Horror, hosted by Rob Holmes and Steve Allman. You can also find us at OhTheHorrorCast.com, or you can find us uh, with the handle at OhTheHorrorCast. Uh, you can also find us anywhere you download your podcast. You know, Libsyn, uh, iHeartRadio iTunes, Spotify, you know, all those all those fun places. Exactly. And uh, that is going to be doing it for us. Thanks again so much for listening. We really appreciate it. 
uh, it's been uh, it's been a great month, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again. But until next time, I'm Steve Allman, and I'm Rob Holmes. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Now it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here.